Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast with me, your host, Paula Maidens. I'm a mum of two, a hiring and leadership coach, speaker, ex-corporate recruiter and serial entrepreneur who is obsessed with teaching capable business owners just like you how to become graceful and powerful leaders surrounded by a team who perform like rock stars. On this podcast, we'll be talking about all things people, business and leadership because Big dreams need great teams. You simply cannot do it on your own. I'm excited to have you here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Big Dreams Great Teams podcast. Today, I am sharing with you the five most common mistakes that I see amazing entrepreneurs, amazing leaders just like you making when it comes to team. So I'm sharing with you my top five so that you can listen in for what you're maybe doing and or how you can avoid doing this as you grow your business and as you grow your team. So I'm going to share with you my top five. Now, the first one I want to share is hiring too late. So this I see all the time. This is hugely common. And this is when you are hiring, when you're in that state of overwhelm, busy, stress. And as a result of that highly emotional, stressed, busy, overwhelmed state that you're in, you find yourself starting to think along the lines of, I just need to stop doing this. I need somebody to help me. This just needs to stop. And therefore, anybody who can help me do this, anybody who can take this off my hands starts to become or feel like an attractive option compared to continuing in your current state. So that's what I mean by hiring too late. And what happens naturally when we hire too late, when we hire from that really emotional, stressed, overwhelmed place, we naturally don't make the best hiring decision. So that would have to be the number one thing that I see. Number two is hiring without real clarity on what you need, how you want the person to operate, and what success looks like for somebody new joining your business. And therefore, firing somebody or moving somebody on when you get to that stage when it feels a little bit hard, when you know, you're know you confused, they're confused about what you want, how you want it done. And then because you've hired without clarity and you're feeling then uncertain and you move the person on, you find yourself, and it's really easy to find yourself circling in a loop like that bringing somebody on board, not being really, really clear, it not feeling great, them choosing to move on or you choosing to move them on because it's not feeling good and, oh, okay, now I'm busy again. Oh, now quick, hire someone else and and getting stuck in a loop. That's the second one, the second common mistake and common challenge that I see. The third one is resisting giving real responsibility and establishing systems in your business. So this has got two parts. So systems tell people what you want them to do and how you want them to do it. Giving responsibility is making it really clear to the person, this is what I want you to do. This is where your role starts and stops. This is your decision-making authority. This is how you can impact and this is how you can have sort of power and this is what you can own in my business. So the mistake that I see is people staying really involved in the day-to-day and the nitty-gritty of what somebody on their team is doing. So that might look like somebody not knowing, someone on your team not knowing what they should do until you tell them. So somebody sits there waiting on your instructions on a Monday morning. This might look like somebody in theory 
or entitle having responsibilities. Maybe they're the marketing manager or something like that, but them being unable to execute or make decisions without double checking things with you. So maybe you're, you know, you've set up your relationship with them so that they draft something, they send it to you. They draft an image, they send it to you. They go and do some research, they send it to you. So that is an example of not giving and handing over real responsibility, decision-making power and holding back from allowing somebody to actually fully own something and ultimately keeping yourself inserted in a workflow and needed for that person to be able to function. So that's the third one. The fourth one is having high expectations that flip over into being unreasonable expectations. And that might look like expecting people to act exactly like you are, think exactly like you are. It might look like you operating in a very last minute way, changing your mind and expecting everybody else to drop everything and be able to react. It might sometimes be you being fixated or stuck on and in the detail of how something's getting done in your business rather than acting like a CEO who focuses as much on the outcome and what is produced rather than being as fixated in and down in the detail. So that's the fourth one. And then the fifth one is allowing your business and allowing yourself as the CEO, as the leader, as the entrepreneur to rely too much on one or two key people in your business. So building a business that relies really heavily on specific people turning up every day for it to continue to function. Now that is super common, particularly in the more foundational stages of our business. When we only have one or two people on our teams, it's really, really common to be heavily relying on them. And that's fine. But the reason it's a mistake is because people are human. And if they change their mind, if their lives change, if their situation changes, if they get sick, if something happens and they're unable to show up in your business one day, one week, then what happens? So that is a mistake because you want to be building a business that relies on systems where people can work within the system and people can come and go within the systems as opposed to relying on the person. So that's the five biggest mistakes, the five typical challenges that I work with clients to improve, to unwind, to avoid, I guess. And I want to now flip to what you should be doing instead. So instead of hiring too late, instead of that common mistake, what you should focus on doing is making a hiring plan. So at the same time that you make a business plan, at the same time that you refresh your quarterly goals, think about, well, who do we need in the business to execute this business plan. So as we plan out the next 12 months, the next two years, or even just the next quarter, depending on how you plan your business, think about a hiring plan and roughly start to map the roles that you might need to deliver each of those goals or to deliver each of those elements that fall within your plan. And therefore take your time to explore what the right sort of person might look and feel like you know, close your eyes and start to imagine, well, if they came in, what would it be amazing for them to be able to do to bring what skills to bring in or what sort of elements in the business? What would it be great for them to be able to execute? And that, how would that help us contribute towards or achieve this goal? 
And I guess if you find yourself then in a panic down the track, or if you find yourself suddenly having grown faster than what you expected or facing this beautiful opportunity or someone on your team, you know, shifting or moving on or something like that, because you have roughly mapped out a hiring plan that goes along with your business plan and you have spent a little bit of time thinking about, well, what could it be great if somebody like that could bring with them, what skills or experience could they bring? Because you've done some thinking around that, you'll still be ready to make that hire when you need to, even if you find yourself in a bit of a panic when it comes to, oh, goodness, I'm hiring quicker than what I thought, because you have done that preparation, because you have spent that time thinking about what would it be lovely for somebody to be able to bring into the business, to be able to do what would success maybe look like for somebody and what would be the right point or when would I feel comfortable hiring somebody because you've put some of that thought in when it comes to the time to actually execute the hire, to actually start to move down that road, it will feel better, it will be easier. And I guess the difference here is there is a difference between rushing to hire and hiring fast. So I'm going to say that again. There's a difference between rushing to hire and hiring fast. You can hire fast without rushing. And that's what you want to aim to do. You want to give your hiring some thought at the same time as you're building your business plans, as you're mapping out your quarter, as you're thinking about the elements, your marketing strategies, whatever it is you need to do to execute your big business goals. Think about hiring then and map a rough plan so that if you need to hire fast, you aren't rushing because you have put some thought into it. Okay, so the second thing, instead of hiring without the real clarity on what you need, you should take the time as soon as possible to work out what a great job might look like for every person who works with you now and who may work with you at some stage in the future. So when you're mapping out that rough hiring plan, you can literally just spend as little as 30 minutes closing your eyes and thinking about, well, what would an amazing performance look like if we hired a social media manager? What could they do or what could they bring into the business that would make me just feel so excited about this hire and make me feel like the business was really on track? You know, just close your eyes and drop into that desire state and then open your eyes up and start to like get it down on paper, start to map it out. So taking the time to actually map out, well, what does success look like? We'll avoid that hiring mistake of hiring without clarity of what you need the person to do. And then, you know, when you hire without clarity of what you need the person to do, you end up facing tricky conversations, facing conversations where, oh, you're making lots of mistakes. You're not doing what I wanted you to do. You're not doing it how I wanted you to do it. And you can avoid all of that by spending a little bit of time up front. So similarly, if you haven't done that for the people that are already on your team, then spend 30 minutes per person, again, sitting there thinking, what would an amazing performance look like for this person? What would an amazing job look like? What would make me feel so excited? I wanted to like fist pump the air, you know, at the end of the week. What does that person need to do? How do they need to do it to make me feel like that? And then write it down and tell them. So instead of the third one, which was resisting giving real responsibility and establishing systems, so instead of doing that, you want to face that resistance ultimately head on. So it's really common that we're nervous about handing over control, we're nervous about handing over responsibility, and we're nervous about handing over decision-making power. But if we want to stop being as involved in all the little bits of detail in the business, then we absolutely need to explore where we're hanging on and why. 
So if the people on your team don't have really clearly defined, describable roles, which they know where their role starts, where it stops, what they can do without checking with you, what they can't, then what you can do right now is look around your business at what you're doing and where you are really involved and start to question and probe and ask yourself, do I need to be here? Do I need to be really involved? Do I need to keep being involved in every single step? And then it's a matter of exploring, well, why am I holding on? What am I actually afraid of here? Where is this resistance coming from? What am I actually holding on to? What am I afraid of? If that person was to make that decision themselves, what am I actually afraid of going wrong here? And do some self-coaching around this by asking yourself these questions, writing some things down and just exploring and seeing where your thought process goes. So the fourth one was having these high expectations and when high expectations actually extend over into being unreasonable expectations. And this is a tricky one because great leaders have high expectations of themselves and of others. That's the fact. But great leaders are also reasonable. They listen, they care, and they respect other people. They respect the people on their team. The people on their team respect them and they respect the people on their team. So there's a difference between high expectations and unreasonable expectations. And ultimately, it's up to you to get really clear on where the line is and where the difference is. So for example, expecting people to drop everything and to work throughout the night, for example, without caring about the effect on their personal life and expecting them to back it up the next day. Unreasonable. Expecting people to work late, maybe during your launch, when a new launch was happening, they've been given loads of notice, they know that this is considered a peak time in your business, asking the team questions and giving them the opportunity to be proactive, to come up with new ideas, to make your big goals happen and to think outside the box and having their back. If you know they make a mistake or something doesn't go quite to plan or you don't quite meet your really big, big goals, that is high expectations. So notice that there's caring, notice that there's challenging, notice that there's probing and evolving and supporting people to grow, but giving them notice about when they need to work long and hard. Therefore, following that as well with a quieter period and, and knowing that human beings, the people in your team need to rejuvenate and they need to rebuild their energy to be able to go again. So there's a little example of a difference between high expectations versus unreasonable expectations. The last mistake that I mentioned, number five, was relying too much on one or two key people in your business. So this is really common, as I said, and it's your opportunity to look for when it's right to shift your business from focusing on people turning up and doing the things to shift and transition into a business that has systems that people work within. So your current people, if you're in that situation where your current people turn up, they do the things, and if they didn't turn up, the thing wouldn't get done, then your opportunity there is to work with them and ask them to put a system around what they're doing. So how do they know when to do it? How do they do it? Can they record their screen? Can we get some sort of diary prompt in a project management system? How would we know to do this if you went on holidays or if you were unable to turn up one day? How would I know how to do this if you didn't turn up one day? You get to shift and you get to transition to being a business with a system that prompts any person who's stepping into the role, what they need to do, 
how they can do it and when they should do it. And that is how you shift away from being a business that relies on one or two key people into a business that has amazing people that, yes, you rely on, but any person can step in because the business is relying on the system and the people are working within the system. So that's it for this week's episode. It's short and sweet. And I hope that me sharing these top five common challenges and mistakes that I see and that I often work with my clients on. I hope me sharing this has helped you to identify something that maybe is happening in your business that you can turn around or start to work now on transitioning away from it being a bigger mistake to unwind later. And if you would like to share with me which of these five things really stood out to you, I would totally love that. Jump over to Instagram to at Paula Maidens Consulting and drop me a DM. I love to hear from people. Let me know what stood out for you. And in fact, if you love this episode and you want to let other people know about it, please do that too. You can leave a review or share it on Instagram and tag me and that'll help me get it into the ears of more people. So have a beautiful week, everybody, and I will see you next week. 